Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco. Today we're talking about the hottest games coming to the PlayStation in March. Now, before we begin, we have to talk about the bad news that we heard today. <clears throat> SIE layoffs 8% of their global workforce. That's 900 staff. A lot of people, they closed down their London studio. Um, they had done work on the SingStar franchise, some VR games. They had a new IP online multiplayer game that was going to be taking place in London. So um, very sad to see the whole studio come down. This studio had been around. Uh, as a couple, I think it was a couple different companies that merged together at some point, but 22 years in the making. And that had to be a really fun place to work in the heart of London. Um, we're seeing this everywhere in the industry. Um, not often explainable. A lot of companies ramped up during COVID because people were home and buying video games to keep themselves company, and now they're kind of shedding it. Uh, if, the, if there is some light to this, and there certainly isn't light if you are affected by the layoffs in any way, uh, it does seem to me that this isn't so much a layoff, but more of a retooling of sorts. I expect hiring to pick up in other areas. I don't know how much of this is based on, you know, PlayStation trying to go in on live services and seeing that maybe they're not going to be as good as we thought. I, I believe that a good live service game is a good live service game, and we're seeing success from Helldivers 2 right now, which has to have PlayStation a little bit confused, I guess. But, you know, a good game is a good game. It doesn't matter what it is. And... I don't think you should be afraid of live service games. The only thing I should be I would be afraid of is most people are only going to play one or maybe two at a time. Whereas if you do, you know, a great game, a great game, a great game, people will buy them all and play through them. I just think the market for single player games offers more guarantees. If you make something great, people will buy it. But if there are great live service games and like everything I hear is that Sea of Thieves is a is a great live service game, but there's just, I have no interest in it. Like, I, you know, I was in Monster Hunter World, and now I'm Helldiver's World, and I, I'm not jumping back and forth. I, I want to kind of, you know, having two of them is not really what I want. And, and luckily, Monster Hunter really isn't a live service game, but that's it. I, I'm a Helldiver's guy, and that's, that's it. <laughs> that's all I can do. But yeah, I do expect there to be a pickup and some hiring in other places. I think they're retooling for kind of a change. They might be bringing in more PC people. Like, I, I think that's what we're going to see. But right now, the gaming industry is, is full of layoffs, and it's got to be dissuading new talent from going into that industry. Imagine right now you're a skilled game developer, game designer, artist, anything, and you are competing with so many other laid off workers for the remaining jobs. And, and how do you trust the industry when it just keeps happening? Um, it's gotta be tough. If there's some light at the end of the tunnel, a lot of these people are having conversations right now with their friends and probably starting a little indie studio. That's kind of what happens. And you're going to see a lot of indie studios in the next few few years 
built from these layoffs that we've seen um, this this past two years. So uh, hopefully they all have great success and it's a competitive industry. But um, yeah, it's it just sucks to hear. I, I just can't imagine finding out you're out of a job. And um, no matter how good these jobs are, you know, we're all paycheck to paycheck. And when you lose your job, that that has a, a big impact. Uh, let's get to our topic for today. And that is all of the games coming out to PlayStation. Speaking of games coming out in March. And there are some really good ones and lots of variety in what we're seeing this month. But low key, this is a great month for gaming. And I record this just a couple of days before Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out. And even though it's not in the month of March, it's in the month that I'm talking about between now and then. So let's start off. The first game coming out this month that I think is newsworthy is Shadows Over Loathing comes out to PlayStation finally on March 5th. This is from Push Button Games, and uh, they're the creators of West of Loathing, and I think the first game is called Kingdom of Loathing. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's something like Kingdom of Loathing. If you have never played West of Loathing, it is one of the funniest, best-written games that I have ever played. It is hilarious. It is just black and white. It is The characters are stick figures, and there is so much great humor. It's an RPG, and it's turn-based, and when you start the game, you can play as one of like several different types of characters, so it does have replay value in that it'll influence how you play the game. It, it will pick you up. If you are down, play West of Loathing. It will entertain you. And Shadows Over Loathing is a game I am excited for. It is going to be $44.99. Physical edition exists. So, uh, yeah, excited that's finally coming to PlayStation. Next up, and, you know, you thought you were excited about some Xbox games coming over, but As Dusk Falls was an Xbox-published game from 2022 that is making its way to PlayStation March 7th. Uh, it doesn't get a lot of talk with all the other titles, but um, the same year As Dust Falls came out is the same year Pentiment came out. Both are narrative-style games. Now, I played through As Dust Falls. In fact, I played through it twice and really enjoyed it. It's built by Interior Night Limited, or it's published by Interior Night Limited. And it's like I said, it's a narrative game. It is about two sides of a coin uh, a crime is committed early on in the game this is kind of in the trailer not really a spoiler but there's a crime that's committed and it affects a family that gets caught up in it and then the family that is part of it and then over time as we go into the future we see the effects of this and the thing that i really like about this game is that there's a lot of narrative choice and you can really change the game. And there's lots of scenes that I didn't see the first time that I saw the second time. And the way that it does that is by having this 2D hand-painted style. And it's kind of like, I don't even know how to describe the animation style. It's not a smooth animation style. It's certainly not a 3D game. It's sort of like a, like a keyframe style. And... By doing that, they can put a lot less work into animating an entire scene so they can give you more choice. It's kind of the, the monkey paw for narrative games. Sometimes the, the less 
graphical the game is, the more choice there is. So you take like the old text adventures from the 80s and 90s, and there was a lot of like choice and decision and impact you could do because in the end it was just a developer typing in words. But then you get more 3D animation, which takes more time, and you get voice acting, which is limited by what you can really do, and you have less choice. So the, As Dusk Falls hits this nice way where the, the animation style is pretty. It does take getting used to. But you can really impact the story by making lots of major decisions and having completely different things play out. This is a game I'm not going to buy right away. It is $29.99, uh, $26.99, 10% off if you have PS Plus. I'm not going to buy this game right away because I've already played through it a couple times. But I'm going to pick it up in the future on sale and maybe give it another go and try to make some some crazy uh, stuff happen. But if you like narrative games, if you're enjoying Pentiment right now, definitely give As Dusk Falls a try. I definitely like it a lot more than Pentiment. So if I had to pick between the two, this is the one. And for 30 bucks, you're getting a good deal on it already. Unicorn Overlord comes out March 8th. I'm really excited for this one. This is from Sega, developed by Vanillaware. Vanillaware definitely has its fans. Um, from the masterminds that brought 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Odin Sphere, and Dragon's Crown, Atlas Cross Vanillaware presents the rebirth of tactical fantasy RPG. Fight against fate and embark on a royal adventure to regain your reign alongside trustworthy allies. Traverse a vibrant, over uh, a vibrant world, assemble units, and direct them into exquisitely animated battles. Perform heroic deeds and grow renown through the five nations Cultivate a grand army with over 60 unique characters from humans and elves to massive beasts and heavenly angels. Now, this one is $59.99. And I did play through much of the demo. Um, when I play a demo and decide I like this, I usually just stop the demo immediately because I, I want to play from the beginning again. Actually, the first time I started the demo, uh, it, it has this startup sequence where you are fully built out and you're actually not really controlling much of anything and so it's kind of like a like one of those turn-based kind of tactical battles but I wasn't controlling anything it was just taking over and I was like what is this this is confusing and I stopped and I'm like I'm not into this but the graphical style was so pretty with these great weather effects and everything I was like I just kept thinking about it the whole next day so I downloaded the demo again and I got further and I realized that opening sequence was a story-based sequence. You weren't really supposed to be playing. And then you start from the beginning and then you get the early tutorialization and then you understand what you're doing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what I want to play. I'm really into this. So I'm super excited for this. This is a day one game for me. I'm going to play it on the Switch. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, again, this is Unicorn Overlord March 8th. Take a look at the trailer. It looks gorgeous. All right, March 19th, we are getting the second installment from Xbox. Or really, no, the third, because As Dusk Falls and Pentiment. Hi-Fi Rush comes to PlayStation consoles. Uh, actually, just PS5. That is March 19th. It is from Bethesda Softworks. His heart mistakenly fused with an old music player. Our hero Chai is labeled a defect by superpowered tech company and must fight his way to freedom. His moves amplified by the beat. Chai's defect grants him the power to navigate dangerous environments and battle hordes of enemies by following the rhythm in his heart. 
I'll be honest, this description doesn't really explain the game too well, but um, I've played through this game on Xbox, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. This is a rhythm brawler type game. Um, the environment is always pulsing to a beat. There's some really good songs in there, some good cover songs as well. Very colorful, very vibrant, and I love the characters in the game. In fact, the, the main character, Chai, who you play as, he's fine as a character. He's probably my least favorite character of the game. There's a cat. I can't remember the cat's name. Uh, there's a character named Peppermint, who I love so much. There's some really cool bosses and people that join your party. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun game to play. There's some puzzles to solve. Um, if it had one setback, it's just that you're fighting the same enemies a little too much. But honestly, a lot of games suffer from that these days. A lot of games suffer from that. Um, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. This is another one, $29.99, $26.99 if you have PS Plus. So it's really good to see that an Xbox is bringing these games over. Um, it's not trying to like start them at full price. They're at half price. Honestly, I'm not even sure what the original price was because these games just get given away on Game Pass. But $30 is a good deal. Um, I think this is a game that people will really like. And then we have a very busy March 22nd. First up is Dragon's Dogma 2. This is from Capcom. Dragon's Dogma is a single-player, narrative-driven action RPG series that challenges the players to choose their own experience from the appearance of their ari arisen, their vocation, their party, how to approach different situations, and more. Now, in this long-awaited sequel, the deep, explorable fantasy world of Dragon's Dogma 2 awaits. Um, I'll say right off the bat, I think I've said it before, Dragon's Dogma is on PS+. Plus. Um, I think it's called uh, Dark Arisen. Dark Arisen, is that right? Um, and that that is just the version that includes the DLC that came with the original Dragon's Dogma. A quick story on the Switch. This was like a year and a half ago, I want to say, or maybe two years ago. I didn't really have anything to play on my Switch, and I looked at my shelf, and I have, I mean, this is like confession time. I have a whole bunch of Switch games. I collect Switch games physically, I don't do that with PS5. All my PS5 games are digital. But I have a ton of them. And there's, in the early days of Switch, I would buy games and I haven't even opened them yet. Not that I'm collecting them sealed, but I would just buy games because not a lot were coming out. And so when a game came out, I wanted to buy it. I don't do that anymore, though. I only buy the games that I'm going to play. But I have a ton, still, a ton of games still in their shrink wrap on my shelf. And one day I just had nothing to play, so I just looked at my shelves and was like, let me just play something totally off the wall that I never think that I was going to play and just give it a try. And I saw Dragon's Dogma, and I said, let me give this a shot. And I actually did enjoy it. I played it for about an hour, and I was like, this isn't bad. I, I kind of thought it would be a, a really bad open-world game or whatever, but it was actually pretty good. Now, I didn't continue playing it, but I'm interested in Dragon's Dogma 2. Not now, but down, down, down the road. And I've actually been interested in trying Dragon's Dogma on PS Plus, the Dark Arisen game, because um, I think it would look better on the, on the Switch. But like, I, if it played pretty well on the Switch and held its own, I think it would be really nice on a PS5. So Dragon's Dogma 2 is a, definitely a game to keep an eye on. If you're looking for an open-world game, and right now there's a bunch of them with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming around, but Dragon's Dogma 2 might be up your alley. And you have, you know, almost a month to play through the first one if you want and get yourself ready for the second one. So I've always heard good things about the first one. It's kind of a cult favorite. Um, this one's definitely going to be more mainstream and a bigger release.
Also on March 22nd, Rise of the Ronin comes out. This is from SIE. Now, the PlayStation Store says it's coming out March 21st. It's supposed to be the 22nd, but I don't know. From the veteran developers of Neo and Ninja Gaiden, Rise of the Ronin offers deeply engaging yet accessible combat with layers of complexity suitable for any playstyle. Face your foes with a selection of close quarters, weaponry, or engage from afar with authentic period firearms. The explanation about the haptics, though, has me really interested because this is an SIE game. They are going to try to push DualSense features. Immerse yourself in 19th century Japan with PlayStation 5 console features. Feel the impact of combat with haptic feedback through the DualSense wireless controller. Experience the click of your matchlock rifle's trigger and more through the DualSense wireless control's adaptive triggers. Hear the world around you from the bustle of the capital streets to the tranquil sounds of the countryside with 3D spatial audio. Get straight to the heart of the action with the PS5 console's lightning-fast load times. So this game is taking advantage of PS5 features, and that makes it kind of my winner for the game I'm most excited about that's coming out March 22nd. And we've seen a lot of trailers for this one, and the last big trailer that we saw during one of the State of Plays was a little divisive, I guess. Some people kind of saw it, and, and, you know, it doesn't look as good as a Ghost of Tsushima. But others, and I like to think I'm in the other group, is I saw a game that looked more fun, maybe, um, and I enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima, but this game looks a little bit more wacky. And maybe, it, like, you know, you can use Western weapons in here. It's not just, like, sword play, that sort of thing. I saw a game that's looking to be a little bit more fun and, and not try to become a period piece. So I'm really excited for this game. Rise of the Ronin. Um, it is a $69.99 game. Uh, and I didn't mention it for Dragon's Dogma 2, but $69.99. These are... The new world, people. And the last game of the month, South Park Snow Day, March 26th from THQ Nordic. Now, this is the first South Park game that we've gotten in seven years. This is a continuation of the kind of the stories we've seen from Stick of Truth, The Fractured But Whole, and Phone Destroyer, which was a mobile game. But if you've played those games, you know you're kind of like a new kid in the area, and you're kind of walking in on a South Park neighborhood that's in in doing like a cosplay. Um, sometimes when you're playing the game, you're trying to wonder if you really are cosplaying. But yeah, you you're you're doing cosplay. People are dying, but then they're not dying. It's like they're all just acting. It's hilarious. Uh, great writing. It's funny and a lot of like callbacks to the show. This game is a 3D adventure, though. Those games looked almost exactly like the art from South Park. This one is venturing into 3D. I'm going to assume that maybe it's just easier for them to do. Uh, I don't know. So I have my questions. Personally, I'm not going to be playing this one. I've played the first two games, but I, I just don't like the art style here. But um, this is a much Ballyhooed release. It is a $29.99 game. So take that for what you will. That feels like a little low if they're going for a full RPG here. But yeah, South Park Snow Day kind of continues on this tradition of South Park games. So we'll see how it is. And that's it for March. There's obviously a lot. We've got uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth coming out in a couple days. 
And then um, Helldivers 2 action is still going on, but there's so many good new games coming out, especially if you like narrative games. And uh, Shadows Over Loathing, uh, As Dusk Falls, Unicorn Overlord, there's a lot of story. And then we have, of course, Dragon's Dogma 2 and Rise of the Ronin, both coming out March 22nd. I apologize for some of my, my stutters. I um, My nose has been a little bit stuffy. And I keep having to clear it and, like, catch my breath. <laughs> um, we got a really big cold snap here in Denver today. It, it, it was freezing outside. We got some snow. Um, kind of crazy. But anyways, those are the games for March. I am hoping that our episode tomorrow will feature the PS Plus monthly games for March as well. We're starting to get rumors about what those games are, and I won't spoil anything here but whenever those rumors come out, they're always true. Um, Sony leaks like a like a sponge or like something that leaks a lot, like a broken toilet. You know what I mean? Um, but the game that I heard is going to be one of the monthly games, I think, is a good title to be a monthly game. So I'm always very excited when those announcements come out. I do expect it to be today when you're listening to this. I might be wrong, but let's see. Let's see if I'm right. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show at PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com. We're on threads at PSDailyPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PSDailyPod. Come join us over there. Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow. But until next time. PlayStation.